There are two matches in 1993 that launched Kenta Kobashi from being a great worker who could hang with the great workers to being one of the four golden pillars or the four pillars of heaven or whatever you want to call them. The main driving force of all Japan pro wrestling in 1993 onwards up until the really the what I call the spiritual folding of the company when Misawa, Kobashi, Akiyama, pretty much all of them left. The first of them was Kenta Kobashi versus Stan the Lariat Hansen. This match is a perfectly executed version of this kind of match, and it's very much what Gunther versus Sheamus was. It is about stiffness. It is about the resilience of the face, and face and heel on this one is, is strange. Stan Hansen is the heel, but he's also cheered. So it's sort of that Steve Austin-y thing going, even when he tried to turn heel. Or The Rock, for that matter, just a couple years later. It is an excellent example of psychology, of how the irresistible force is up against the immovable object. But ultimately, it is a story of ascension. Which is strange because it has a very different ending than in American wrestling you would do. It has a very different ending than Tsuruta versus Misawa did, which was sort of doing the same thing. Stan Hansen is one of the greatest wrestlers who ever lived. He understood a lot of things about wrestling that a lot of people sort of know, but don't embody. He knows that every move has to be... Not necessarily crisp. If you look at his lariats, they're not always precise. But they all look like he puts everything into it. And a couple of people who I've talked to over the years have said, yeah, he put everything into it. And in fact, there's a great segment where Kobashi gets a couple of chops and I think an overhead forearm in. And Hansen lunges and hits a clothesline. And you see the sweat just right off of Kobashi's chest. And Kobashi looks like hell at the end of this. It's to be expected, I think. And I don't think Hansen was out there potatoing him, no. I think it was more, they were both leaning in. Now, Kenta Kobashi looked crisp as hell the whole way through. He always does. Or at least always did at this phase. And between the back suplex, and there's a back suplex here that is, I don't want to say he just picks him up and then drops him straight down, because that's sort of what it looks like. But what it looks like is a struggle. Like Kobashi is up against his, the edge of his abilities. But the thing is, he keeps going, keeps taking chops, keeps taking clotheslines. Every lariat takes something out of him. Every stomp takes something out of him. And you see it going and going and going until the end, which is a fascinating moment. Because Kobashi's sitting on the top rope, and then Hansen clotheslines him, standing on the apron. And that's a finish. The idea of that finish to me is what is so great about All Japan in the 90s 
And something we've kind of lost. We see it occasionally, but it is just enough. When he got up on the top rope, that was Kobashi at the edge. And that one shot just put him over. The match is remarkable. It holds up so well. And you can see a lot of a lot of the stuff that modern workers have taken and incorporated up and down. Not just the super heavyweights, not just the heavyweights, but everywhere. I think Gunther, the former Walter, is an excellent example of what Stan Hansen and later Steve Williams was embodying in all Japan in 1993. Peak impact. The immovable object. A charisma based off of work. Directness. Forward. Push. Where I think Kobashi's influence is seen. There's the obvious ones, of course, in Japan. Miyahara. I actually think Okada is more influenced in his work style from a Kobashi or a Misawa than from Muda, Chono, Hashimoto, any of them in New Japan. You can see lots of elements of all Japan in the 1990s in Okada. But what is fascinating is I think wrestlers like Miyahara, like, and the size thing sort of meddles with this, but Ilya Dragunov, and especially Kenny Omega, they all have a Kobashi-esque version of how they work their matches because they are forced often to become the affecting force in their match up against a resisting force that is equal or greater. If you want to look historically, Ric Flair versus Blackjack Mulligan, excellent example. Wahoo McDaniel also. It's this idea that you are going at this not necessarily more powerful, but bigger force that is coming at you. And you have to go in a slightly different direction. I think one of the best examples is you could look at Blackjack versus Flair, and that is more like Kobashi versus Hansen, whereas Flair versus Steamboat was Kobashi versus Misawa or Kobashi versus Kawada. There's an equality there. And the inequality between the two here is honestly power versus fighting spirit. It's a very, very Japanese idea. And it works so beautifully in so much of all Japan in the 1990s. <laughs>